You're very welcome back to Saturday Chronicle on Scarif Bay Community Radio on 88.3, 92.7 FM or online on the World Wide Web, wherever you are. You're very welcome. My name is Daryl Leamy and I'm joined by Pat Telty, my co-host for this morning's show. And uh, we have an interview now from my former co-host, Jennifer McConnell. Hello, Jennifer. I hope you're listening from Dublin this morning. And uh, she interviewed Angelica Keogh on the Alzheimer's Society of Ireland. Lovely interview. So sit back, relax and enjoy the next 20 minutes or so. Here today with Angelica Coyote from the Alzheimer's Society of Ireland. And as the Alzheimer's Society of Ireland is the national charity chosen for myself and Bell's walking fundraiser, we wanted to find out a little bit more about the organisation and help more people learn about the great work that they do. So Angelica, thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for the invite. So tell me, I suppose, an insight into you. What's your background and how did you get involved with the organisation? Okay, um, my background, I'm from Kenya originally, and I came to Ireland about 23 years ago, and I joined the Alzheimer's Society about 18 years ago. Okay, wow. So there is a decent uh, based in Dundalk for, that is run by the Alzheimer's Society, and I got a job there, and... From there, I've been working with the day center for the last 18 years. And 10 years ago, there was an opportunity for family training in the society. And I have done a lot of training and I've done a lot of courses in, in-house. And that's how I applied for the job. And 10 years ago, I started working with the um, learning and development department. And that's how I've kind of, I've been working in both the day center and the family care training. And right. two years ago, I joined uh, the internal training. So I do a lot of training with the internal department as well. So, yeah. Okay. Well, first off, as somebody who's just finished the family carer training, thank you very much for all that you do. And it was wonderful to learn from you as well. So I think for anybody that has anybody in their life that has dementia, definitely the family carer training is one to do. So uh, well done to you all. And then just to give a little bit more insight, can you give us a little bit of a background to the Alzheimer's Society? Yeah, the Alzheimer's Society of Ireland was formed about 40 years ago, last year. So yeah. we're kind of going to be 41 years ago next year. So uh, this year, or oh, yeah, next year. Yeah. So um, it was it was founded by two ladies, one of them had a husband and the other one had a sister who had a diagnosis of dementia. And in January 1982, they found out there was no supports anywhere for anybody with dementia or diagnosis of dementia. And that's how the in January 1982, the Alzheimer's Society of Ireland was founded. And from there, we kind of, it has been building up and building up. So at the moment, it's the only dementia-specific organization in the country. Okay. And can I just ask with regard to dementia, can you give us a little bit more insight into that? Because I know a lot of people automatically hear the word dementia and they think Alzheimer's, but there are several different types of dementia. Yeah. uh, Dementia is just the umbrella term. And a lot of people get confused when they say dementia, Alzheimer's. Mm. Yeah. Dementia is just an umbrella term. But on that umbrella term, there is a lot of types of dementia. So the, how, the World Health Organization have kind of mentioned there's a lot of dementias. I don't want to put the number on it because I'm, at the moment I'm not so sure about it, but I know there's over 300 types of dementia. Mm-hmm. But the most common we come across is the Alzheimer's, uh, frontotemporal dementia, vascular dementia, Lewy body, 
cause cough that's kind of to do with alcohol abuse okay and then we have parkinson dementia so there is a lot of type of dementia mm. and what what are the kind of the main symptoms so that's where it comes from the the diff they every type of dementia is so different okay and that's why you can't be you can't be specific to what type of symptoms you're going to see in anyone mm. and dementia is very unique to each person so when you see one person with dementia you have only seen met one person with dementia because it doesn't matter even if they have the same type of dementia their signs and symptoms are very very different okay. so i can't specifically say that these are the symptoms of what dementia is or what alzheimer's is because everybody is very unique and how the illness affects the person is so unique to that person Okay. And But, like the loss of memories are the things that you would say. Like with Alzheimer's is the first thing you'd notice is the short-term memory because the part of the, the brain that is affected is the hippocampus where the memory is stored. Okay. And so it's usually the short term that is the first to go rather than the long term. Yeah. Okay. The long-term memory stays for a long time before it's affected. So mm. a, a lot of time we use when people are talking about you can hear people saying about reminiscing it's using the long time memory to yeah, reminisce yeah yeah and in terms of so family members or loved ones that may be concerned and kind of go oh like what are the the first things that people should consider if they're concerned about someone and maybe they're having some memory issues or if somebody's concerned for themselves i think if you're concerned for yourself and even for a family member for for me the first thing i would advise somebody is to go to meet to see your doctor because if you're worried about something then there is something wrong okay. so i'd say maybe some people maybe just be forgetting and we all forget things like and yeah. some people would panic because of that but i would say if you felt that is something you need i would encourage people to get checked don't mm. just assume and just ignore it if somebody saying i'm worried about my memories i would say yeah get it checked it's better to be told there's nothing wrong mm. than you keeping it because we are talking about getting early diagnosis but people are not going on early diagnosis we hold on too long yeah people keep holding on to things too long and by the time they go it's they're not on early diagnosis even though you're getting diagnosis maybe you're saying oh mom got diagnosed about a year ago or six months ago but it's not maybe you could have noticed things maybe about five, six, seven years ago yeah but everybody kept saying oh it's just getting old But now yeah. we have seen that dementia doesn't, you don't have to be old to get dementia now because we have seen a lot of young onset coming in. The, so I would say if you feel you're not, you're not well, you should go and get checked. Yeah. And I know you had mentioned to me before that like one of the things as well is get checked to rule out things like dehydration or a, an infection, because yeah. it might be something like that, that may be an issue but also yeah. to get checked for potential issues with your memory. Yeah, I think often if mm. you are feeling you're not well, go and see your doctor because you need to rule what is not dementia. Because you might be forgetting because maybe you are on new medication, you are dehydrated, you are constipated, you are in pain. There is a lot of symptoms can mimic dementia. Okay. So you need to rule those out before we get to jump to conclusion you have dementia. Yeah. Because even your GP won't say you have dementia. They might they have to send you to a memory clinic mm. or to see a geriatrician to kind yeah. of rule other things before they decide you have a diagnosis of dementia. So yeah, I would say get get everything checked up before you 
jump to conclusion, you have dementia. Yeah. And in terms of the supports that the Alzheimer's Society of Ireland provide for um, people with dementia, family members, can you just talk us through a bit about that? So being the Alzheimer's Society, it's a dementia specific in the country. We provide uh, daycare services. We provide home care services, respite care services. We have the dementia advisors. We have research team and then we have training. Mm. And over COVID, when COVID came, a lot of the day centers closed. So people weren't coming to the day centers. And a new service was uh, created then. It's called Daycare at Home, where we a staff is go to people's house for maybe two hours to do activities, as we know how important activities are, and also the social part aspect of it, because there was so much isolation. Mm. So the Daycare at Home was built it was uh, introduced at covid time so yes. and that, that service has it's ongoing even though covid now we know covid is still there but it's not as bad as it was but that service is ongoing as well we are still offering it and then we have social clubs we have Alzheimer cafe there is a lot of services the Alzheimer society of ireland offer and i would say for me Working in the day center, I've found the day center is one of the best services because apart from the social aspect of it, they have stimulations with the activities. They have the social interactions. Mm. So they're never alone. And yeah. I think that is why I love the day center. That's the reason why I feel the day center is one of the best for me. Yeah. yeah. And I know my own mother uh, volunteered at the Alzheimer Day Centre up in Rohini, which is near to where I'm from in Clontarf. And she had been with them from, I think, about 1991 to 1999. And so it was it's amazing to see like how long the services have been made available, but actually how much there's so much more of a, a demand for them as well. Yeah, there is a lot of demand. And I I would love people to to know out there that the services are out there. You just mm. need to ring like the national our national helpline. It's always always there it's open from monday to saturday and i'll just maybe put the number there just in case anybody is listening it's 1-800-341-341 so you can ring them from monday to saturday and just ask any question you need to ask don't it's not only for services they can support you they can sign post you and also the dementia our dementia uh our dementia um advice uh the dementia advisors Mm. Yeah, we only had about eight for years. And now from last year, we have a lot in the country. Mm-hmm. They're there to send posts people and to support the families in the communities. So yeah. please, anybody that is listening to me today, try and pick up the phone and just ring and f- try and find out information because you can't, dementia is one of the challenging illness and you can't do it on your own. Yeah. You need support from other people. So I would say, please don't feel on your own. Just ring us. Yeah, for sure. And I think one one thing that I myself have experienced is it's the, I suppose, the confusion as to all of the different steps that need to be taken or all the different people that need to be contacted. So obviously the GP is an important one who may refer you then to a psychiatrist or a geriatrician for assessment or to the memory uh, clinics. But things like even knowing to contact the public health nurse or to actually apply for the medical card and even though you may feel that you won't meet you won't be allowed because of a means test that if you have dementia or your loved one has dementia that there's a discretionary medical card that you can get and that will then allow you to have access to the public health nurse 
and there's also the dementia advisor and the Alzheimer's Society. But it's it's interesting that there isn't just nearly like a, a one page of these are all the people to contact and these are all the supports you can get. So I think for the fact that the Alzheimer's Society signpost you to the relevant services yeah. is important. Yeah, I think. And that's why I said, please ring the helpline because they will signpost you to the right services. Even if you haven't got a diagnosis of dementia and you are worried about your loved one, mm. like you said before, maybe what signs or you're, you're thinking maybe something is wrong. Yeah. Just ring the public, just ring our helpline and they might be able to sign post you to the right services and or even ask you to to go to someone they might think maybe might be able to help you. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. It's not one page that this is the only services you have. There is a lot of services out there and it's just getting the right information and the yeah. right people to contact. And can I ask, are there Alzheimer's Society day centres and services right around the country? Yeah. In okay. Most of... At the moment, I would say in every county, there should be a day center. And even if you don't have a day center, it should be one coming up. Because I know for the last few months, we have opened up at least more than 15 day centers oh, wow. okay. yeah, in the country. Yeah. yeah. So the day centers are coming up and we are trying so hard to meet up all the community to yeah. be able to support people in communities. Yeah. Because yeah. people with dementia, they work well in the community they know. So mm. to try and keeping them in the familiar community is the yeah. best option. Yeah. And I know you had said to me as well, things like, and even when I spoke to the dementia advisor locally to my parents, is that even the looking for the things like the home help isn't necessarily the first thing you need to do. It's to bring them out to the dementia cafes, to, you know, every kind of social outlet. And there's a dementia choir. There's different ways to actually ensure that both the person with dementia and their carers are part of a community that yeah. can effectively support. And then as the dementia develops, that's when the home health can actually really become beneficial. Yeah, because like I mentioned there about the social aspect of it, how important it is. Mm -hmm. So for the last few months, a lot of the day centers have to open up a social club yeah. and the social club are for the families and their loved one with dementia yeah. who are not yet ready for the day center. So this is run once a month okay. and the family member and the, the loved one comes into the social club for two hours. And it's brilliant. I, I am running one now at the moment in the dock. So if anybody's from the dock, we, we are opened and one of it is coming this Saturday. So it is brilliant to see, like we are having a lot of people coming in who are not ready to come to, into the day center. And after maybe few visits, yeah, they kind of, they, they gel with people and then you can see we are slowly getting them into the day center. So yeah, I wouldn't be looking for the home care. Yeah. It's getting out, getting your loved one out. Yeah. And I think want them to feel isolated. Well, that's it. And I think the thing as well is when you when it's like if people have any particular diagnosis, there's always that fear of, oh, my gosh, this is it. The end. Yeah. The same way with dementia. It's that overwhelm anxiety of, oh, my God, I have this. How is this going to actually impact me and impact my world? But actually being part of a community can actually help you realize how much support there is and how much enjoyment you can get from being part of these communities. Yeah. And we have to because. Uh, we, there is still a big stigma when it comes to dementia. Dementia is one of the, the illness that there's still stigma, big stigma. And for us to be able to take that away, we have to get the families to get to work with us. Yeah. And their loved one to kind of take away that stigma to allow people to see that it's it's just an illness like any other illness. 
yeah. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm just sick. It's like yeah. having cancer. Mm. So yeah, dementia, it's, we need to get involved in the community. And I know like the Asama Society of Ireland have worked so hard to make sure that everybody is included. So yeah. dementia is becoming an inclusive yeah. in the community. So yeah, we are trying very hard to make sure that everybody feel included and people with dementia, they should be supported in the community. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And the other thing that I just wanted to ask is, obviously, I'm doing a fundraiser and the Alzheimer's Society are one of the beneficiaries. What way do, I suppose, do you need funds? How, I'm sure it's a hard question to answer, but how much money do you need each year to to function or how do you actually get the funding to allow the Alzheimer's Society to actually operate? The Alzheimer's Society is partly funded by the HSC. Okay. But all the other money is being funded. So every other money we make, it's being funded. So we there is a lot. We have a fund fundraising department that kind of take care of that. So yeah, when it yeah. comes to the numbers, I can't be saying this is the numbers we have yeah, out there. Yeah. So I'm not so sure about that, and I don't want to give people the wrong impression. Yeah. But we are always looking for the funding, and I will talk about the family training. Like the family training is offered for free, yeah. but the money we get from the funding, it keep the training going. Yes, because yeah. I think education is the key. Mm. As long as we keep educating people, we are talking about the stigma. But if people are more educated, then we understand about dementia, and that stigma we kind of wipe away from under- people understanding the illness. Yeah. So I think there is a lot of training to be done, mm. and every money that comes in, I know I don't know how it's been divided, but in the society, but we do use a lot of the, the money that we make it's to support the day centers to support all the services out there yeah so yeah. we are partly funded by the agency but the other the other money is come through fundings yeah yeah and i think like for me i took part in the family uh, carer training that was free it was one hour a week there was so much information available that i could read and look at in my own time and it was so informative and so helpful but also really helpful to have that community of other people that are also either family carers or soon to be family carers. So I think it's that thing of, as you say, the education is so important, but to avail of what's currently on offer as well as support what potentially could be developed in the future. Yeah. And like to let people know that apart from the online, because you did the online training, we have a face-to-face training as well. That's called the insights. And it is nearly the same as the one you did online. Then we have the later stage course as well. And we also the learning, the external learning development, the, we also uh, do training for yeah. other co- uh, organizations who okay. are available for dementia awareness. Yeah. So there is a lot of training be- on the background going on. So we are supporting other organizations who are willing to support people with dementia in the community. So That's it's not right. only doing the family training and doing the staff training. We also train other organizations as well. That's great. So can you remind everyone how how is the best way to get in touch with the Alzheimer's Society? Ring the helpline, our yeah. national helpline. It's Alzheimer's Society of Ireland. It's 1-800-341-341. That's great. And I know you're on social media. You have a website, everything. I'll put the details and the links in uh, the comments below. Um, but for now, Angelica, I just want to say thank you so much for your time. It's been really helpful and informative and hopefully it'll help other people who are watching this as well. Thank you so much, Jennifer. And we really appreciate you and Billy for all your support and your fundraising. <laughs> and I hope it goes well. Thank That's you great. so much. Thank you so much. Thank you.